Lord, we believe that you've got something special for us today. We believe that you've got a word for us today, Lord. And so I pray that our hearts are ready to receive it this morning. In your holy name we pray. We worship you and we celebrate you. Everyone said amen. Hey, can we give God praise this morning? Thank you, my good friend, Spencer. Hey, so... um. Things are going to look a little bit different this morning. Um, if you don't know, this is my wife, Rachel, which, I, uh, of course, she's been up here for just about as long as I have this morning, so you probably do know her. She is also the smiling face that you get to see normally first thing in the morning. So uh, my wife is awesome. Uh, I love Thank you. you. Thank you Just getting much. some brownie points, you know. You just know? getting some brownie points. He's um, not terrible either, so. Well, you know, you know. here's the deal. I know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we were talking about Easter and we were like, man, what do we want to do? And we kind of got together and we, we started talking about uh, the, the different things that we love and, and stuff like this. And, and so I was like, man, you got some good stuff and I got some good stuff. Why don't we take your good stuff and my good stuff and we just make a, a, a little message out of it, right? This morning. And so that's what we're going to do. All right. So uh, we're going to kind of do a little bit of popcorn preaching this morning. Amen. Um Listen, I like popcorn. Yeah, you like popcorn? I do. Awkward. I know. Okay. <laughs> Just in case y'all need to know that. Um, no. The thing about Easter, and, and this is one of the things that, that we celebrate as we come in for Easter, we, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection and all that. But what I want to do today, guys, is I want to challenge us to go just deeper beyond that. Because a lot of the times we come in here and we're like, man, Jesus uh, was raised from the dead. He was resurrected. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. But, but I wonder how many times we stop to think about what that means for us, what that means for you as a person. And what that means for you as a person is that Jesus came and he was a willing sacrifice for your sin so that we can be made right. And listen, I know you're like, hey man, I don't know you and you just talked about my sin. Let me just assure you, the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means that you are looking at a former sinner right up here. Um, you, are, you are looking at a human being and I'm looking at a bunch of human beings. And listen, we're doing life together. But what that means is Jesus came as your sacrifice and my sacrifice. Amen? Amen. So we came up with the title of ashes because ashes typically represent something bad, right? It's like what's left over of a tragedy or something like that. And the ashes of the story of Jesus. So I want to give you a quick backstory. I think we all know, most of us know, that Jesus died for our sins and he rose from the dead. There's so much more significance to that. Let me give you a little backstory about the Old Testament. Anybody know anything about the Old Testament? Yeah? So in the Old Testament, if you did something bad, you had to take an animal that was completely perfect, had no spots on it, they didn't act weird, they acted perfect, they looked perfect, like they were perfect animals. And you had to take it to some other dude and this other person had to sacrifice the animal or kill the animal and pour out the animal's blood on the altar to God. You were not allowed to do it. You couldn't go into the altar. You had to take it to somebody else. And there were so many caveats to that of 
you're worried if you were constantly walking around having done something wrong. Is God going to forgive me? Have I done something wrong that I don't know about? Is the priest doing what he's supposed to do? Because that'll mess up your sacrifice as well. Did the animal have some sort of blemish that I didn't know about? There were all these caveats to that. And you had to do it multiple times a year. It wasn't just a one and done. You had to constantly bring animals and sacrifices to the throne to, for somebody to sacrifice for you and hope that it was accepted. To me, that doesn't sound like a really good deal. I don't know about to you. It doesn't sound like that great of a deal. I mean, it's great that God gave us a way to get forgiveness of sin, but I'm like, that's a lot of work. Y'all disagree? That's a lot of work for me, in my opinion. I'm just going to be honest with you, be transparent with you. But the beauty of that, that seems like a terrible situation, but Jesus then came to be our ultimate, living, eternal, ongoing sacrifice so that we don't have to do that anymore. He took on all of our sins. He poured out his blood for us so that we don't have to do that. We don't have to worry about, is our pastor doing what he's supposed to do? And it comes back on me. We don't have to worry about any of that. We get to boldly go to Jesus who's already forgiven our sins, and walk around with the power to know, I am forgiven, God has forgiven me, and I don't have to worry about this anymore. That's the beauty out of all of the ashes of these sacrifices, in my opinion. I think that's a much better deal. Yeah. I would much rather have that right. peace and joy in my heart. So that's just a little backstory I wanted to give you about the Old Testament to help you understand a little bit better the depth of his sacrifice for us. He died for us. And Jeremy's got a scripture he's going to read for you about that. Hebrews. So in Hebrews 10, verse 14, um, I might be reading from a different translation. So I'm going to read it from the screen rather than my phone, if that's all right for you, uh, with you guys. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Listen to me, guys. That's the beauty of it is, is for by that one sacrifice. That means by that one sacrifice, it is finished. It is done. That, mean, that means all the crazy stuff that I've done in my past, I can be forgiven for. All the things that I'm going to do in my future. Can I just tell you that, that um, can I take some stress off? You're probably not perfect in this room. I can tell you I'm not perfect in this room. I'm just going to break, break some of this awkwardness, right? Because I think sometimes we pretend that we have to be perfect to come to church. And let me tell you church is the place for them perfect church is the place for for Jesus to come and get a hold uh, of you and get a hold of your spirit and listen this is the amazing thing is because it's a journey and it's a work in progress and I love that because when we look back at the Old Testament way of sacrifice and stuff like that not only did was it something that had to be continuously done but can I just tell you that um, they ended up writing so many rules, you know, it, it, it ended up being this thing where there were like 600 rules that they, that they followed and it became bondage yes. in a sense. And, and we see that echoed sometimes through uh, who we are today and how we live out Christianity today. Amen. Because what we do is we think that, that Jesus and, and, and Christ is just a bunch of rules. And so what we do is we get so bound trying to live by those rules that we forget about the person that, that set us free. And, and, and see, Jesus came to get rid of that biblical model to fulfill it, actually. You know, not to, not to do away with it, but to fulfill it. Now, think about that. That 
that means that our God didn't change his mind. That means our, our, our God just went ahead and sealed it for us. Um, I love that because that means we can be free to walk in relationship with Jesus rather than walking in bondage and legalism trying to live by a bunch of rules. And I hope that that is freeing to you this morning because it is freeing to me. Amen. And that's what Jesus wanted. That's what he wanted to accomplish on the cross. Amen. It's such an amazing, it's such an amazing picture as we see Jesus and he, he listen, he takes our ashes and he takes our our brokenness and and listen man I, I'm just telling you I don't know why this is in my spirit this morning but I'm, I'm telling you we're all polished up this morning but I can tell you I come from a very broken past I came from a very broken um, uh, situation I, I, I've dealt with stuff in my life and, and can I just tell you that that God took that brokenness and and he can take yours he, he, he's not scared of who you are this morning or, or what you brought in this morning. As a, as a matter of fact, I believe that he was calling you here. He was, he was drawing you in here for this moment so you, that you can be in his presence. Amen. Um, I got one more scripture. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to read this one. Miss um, CJ, you don't have to follow along with me. I'm actually going to take over this one for a minute. Um, this is one of my favorite areas of, of scripture. And uh, so I'm going to start, I'm going to back up just a little bit in Romans 10 um, and about verse 9, a little bit before verse 9. But it says, that, mass, that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice a little bit. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? Yeah, right? It doesn't say if you, if you live by all the rules, if you, if you get bound up, if you look the right way, if you sound the right way, it doesn't say any of that. And friends, listen to me. I'm looking out at a church full of people that are different, that are totally different. And can I tell you that there is not a model of a Christian there is a, a, a journey. There is a there is a, 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 a healer. There's a there's a savior that's given us. But but listen, he's given us his salvation. But you know what? He's given us all his own calling. And it's amazing because I see the people that that God can use to reach. Let me let me continue to go. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Listen to this. This is where it's at, guys. Scripture tells us anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. That's why I wanted to take over that scripture reading. Because some translations say that, that uh, anyone who calls on his name will be saved. But I like that one. That one makes you kind of sound a little ratchet. Right. That one makes it sound like you need a little bit more help. Right. Because how many of y'all sometimes needs a little bit more help? Amen. Um, that's what this is saying. It says anyone who calls on the Lord will be saved and they will never be disgraced. Man, I better put this thing down. I'm going to preach. We ain't never going to get to lunch. Um, no, we're going to lunch. I eat. I'm sorry. Um, but that, to me, just rounding up that scripture, is the beautiful part of Jesus. It's the beautiful part of him dying for us. Because we don't have to be scholars. You don't have to know everything about the Old Testament. Yes. You don't even have to know who you are. You don't have to be perfect and say, God, I've got this great education that I can offer you. No, all you have to do is ask. 
It is for everyone, anyone who trusts and believes. I've got one big block of scripture that I'm going to read for you, and then we're going to let you all go. Um, But it's probably my favorite block of scripture that describes what Jesus did for us and why it's important. So it is going to be Romans 3, 22 through 26. It may be on the screen for you, but you can write this down uh, if you'd like to. But it says, we are made right by God, placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. By the way, that's what Jesus means. Yahweh saves. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood for you. That's all you have to do. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. When you believe in Jesus, that's all you have to do. And that's the beauty of it. You didn't have to believe that your goat was going to be perfect and he ain't going to act crazy when you take him to the priest and the priest has got all his life together. No, all you have to do is believe on Jesus. And we know this to be true because when Jesus was dying on the cross, there was a thief next to him. That thief wasn't perfect. He didn't get baptized. He didn't grow up in the church. He wasn't a religious scholar. He just believed that Jesus was who he said he was going to be. Yes. Yes. He just believed that Jesus was who he said he was going to be. And it's a journey. And that's another beautiful part of Jesus dying for us because he continues to heal us. His blood doesn't lose his power. We don't have to keep sacrificing animals. Jesus' sacrifice continues to renew itself every day. So I encourage you all to remember, you're not perfect. I am definitely not perfect. We, it's true. We have, well, you know, it's fine. The grace of God is renewed every day, and so is Rachel's. Rachel's grace is renewed every day. But that's the beauty from the ashes of Jesus having to die. Why did he have to die? So that we could live. So that we can live in Jesus' name. So I want you to remember that. It's not about who you are what you've done. It's who you know, whose blood is covering your sin. Amen. Man, I tell you, the presence of God has been powerful today. And, and, and listen to me. Can I just tell you as a, as a pastor, um, one of the things that I love about the Holy Spirit and God is he's smart and he's a lot smarter than we are. And he's a lot better than we are. And he's our help. And so, listen, we have been praying for God's Spirit to just fall in this place. We've been praying that for, honestly, as long as I can remember, we started getting ready for Easter. Like, we have a we have a office where we meet, and I'm, I'm just giving you a little glimpse behind the scenes for a minute. Um, 
we have an office where we meet and we plan out the services and we kind of get some sort of an outline because what we do is we pray and we seek God and we ask him, like, what is your vision? Because uh, I believe that God gives us a vision. I don't think he stuck us as a church just to say, okay, figure it out. I believe God gives us vision. And so what we do is we take that vision, we plan for that vision. Amen. And there was just something special about Easter. You can you can grab any of our staff, you know, there there's just been something special about Easter and and there's been something special on all our spirits uh, about Easter. And, and one of the, the biggest things uh, to take away is, you know, we, sure, we we come to church and we celebrate and we 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 get our kids all dolled up and and stuff like that. And we do all this stuff and we come in and we we celebrate the resurrection, but what I want to challenge you today, church, is I want to challenge you to let that resurrection be real to you today. Uh, okay, I want to I want to challenge you to internalize that today because I I think a lot of the times the cross is ugly, right? Um, the cross is 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 grueling. I, I remember, you know, we've, we've seen like movies and, and depictions and the Bible says that Jesus was hardly recognizable as a man. And when I hear that, I don't, I don't think of all the brutality that he went through. I think of all the sin that he took on. I think of how much of a burden he took on, but then three days later, he defeated it. He defeated it once and for all. And listen to me, I don't care if you've never heard the name Jesus Christ before, or if you've been going to church your entire life and you came in today because you wanted to, to see what we're all about. I want to, I, I want to tell you that Jesus died for you, no matter how far you are, no matter how far you've been, no matter what you've done, listen to me, no matter what you will do, no matter what you will do. And I, it, when I was preparing for this and I kind of cut it just, just for time, but one of the scriptures actually said that Jesus foresaw as he gave. And, and I was just thinking like, man, he knows he knows. And, and there's something freeing in that, right? Because how many of you know that sometimes you just wish that there was someone that you could just open up 100%? Like, like this is the person you strip back. Like, you know this person, but nobody else knows this person. I can tell you that God knows that person and, and God wants relationship with that person. And the reason why I, I say it like that is because I know a lot of the times we try to push ourselves into an area of betterness. A lot of the times we even know God's word or we feel God's presence. And then we still try to push ourselves. But friends, listen to me. I can tell you this morning that there is a powerful grace. There was a powerful mercy. It was powerful enough to raise Jesus, our savior from the dead, but also defeated sin. Cause listen, I don't know if you know a lot about biblical history, but people had been raised from the dead before by God, but this time was different. This time the veil was split open so that we can walk into his presence freely. 
And that's what we get to do this morning as, as we've had church and as we've come together and, and gathered. We just came to walk into his presence. That's simply what we're doing today. Isn't it amazing that, that however you came in, you can walk into the presence of a healing, powerful, changing God? I love that. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes for me. Um, this is just a moment, honestly, of, of very, it's very personal. It's a moment between you and God. But we exist as a church because we believe that we're supposed to tell other people about what exactly Jesus has done for us. But also we exist to partner with you and help you walk through that. And part of that is I never want to give a service a chance to go by without asking if there's someone who wants to accept Jesus for the first time. Or maybe you're in here this morning and you're like, Pastor Jeremy, I've accepted Jesus. I, I've, I've lived my life. I believe in Jesus. But you know what? I have straight away and I have gone away. And so I want to give everyone a chance to do that this morning. The first group, if you've never known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I believe that you know it here. I, I can feel in my spirit that the presence of God is here. And, and what's so powerful about that is, is you, you feel this stirring and you feel this calling and you feel this peace right now. And so I want to encourage you, if, if that's you and you're feeling that and you want to make this decision, this amazing decision, listen, don't get weirded out by the fact that there's people in here. We're all with you. Amen. If anything, we should see that we do not walk alone in this church today. I want to invite anyone that wants to make that decision. Will you just raise your hand up? Everybody look, everybody's eyes closed, heads bound. Just raise your hand up. Uh, wave it at me and then when I see it you can put it back down go give it a couple more seconds I see that hand thank you just a couple more seconds anyone else just want to say today Pastor Jeremy I don't I don't know Jesus like I should and I want to this is your chance Now, the second group that I want to talk to this morning is that you are a Christian. You, you, you love Jesus. You've accepted Jesus. But for, for some reason, life's crept in and it's got you where you didn't think that you'd be. And you felt God stirring and calling you back and you feel God healing. You feel God saying, you know what, I've never left. If that's you this morning, will you just raise your hand up at me? Same thing, just raise it up. I see that hand, hands going up all over the place. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Couple more seconds. All right. All right, I'm going to close us out in prayer. And if you would, guys, can, can we just stand this morning as we, as we close out and just let's, 
let's come together. Listen, we started this service praying, right? It just seems like we should end the service praying. Amen. Father God, thank you for the work and and the power that it took to buy our freedom, God. Thank you for the price that you said you were willing to pay for every person in here. Lord, I pray right now if there's anyone in this room or anyone online, Lord, I pray that you show them their worth, God. I pray that, but, that through this salvation, they don't just see freedom from sin, but instead they see that, that they are worthy, that, that they are important because of the price you chose to pay for their freedom, God. I pray that right now, I speak that right now and I declare that right now over every person in this room. Lord, for, for those that said, hey, I wanna accept Jesus for the first time, God. Right now, Lord, I pray that the enemy's voice is silenced. We are not going to let the enemy take the seed that you're trying to grow today, God. And so we pray right now for peace. We pray for healing. We pray that your presence is there. And for those that, that have said, you know, just throughout life, life's got me pulled back, God. I, the same thing, Lord. Let them feel your presence. Let them hear your voice saying that you've never left, God. And Lord, even further, I pray that right now, this is the end of that struggle. I pray that no one leaves here today feeling like they still got to earn your forgiveness and that they still gotta they still gotta get stuff together instead god i pray today that they leave knowing that they're on a journey and a relationship with you and that you're right there god we love you and we give you praise we give you honor and we thank you and we celebrate you can we give god praise this morning and we say amen, amen.